It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. And we're back here on Nerds from the Crypt. Thank you all for joining us here today. We review your favorite and sometimes not so favorite horror movies, series, and comic books. We also interview any creators about their upcoming work. And that's what we're doing today uh, with me, my co-host, David. How are you doing today, David? You know, doing pretty good, trying to stay safe and calm up there. I'm uh, managing a, a restaurant in Portland, and so be nice to your restaurant workers as well out there, everybody. Oh, definitely. Uh, this is um, We're recording this episode at the same time we're recording the Tales from the Crypt reviews. This actually would come out first, but uh, we recorded it second. Just so that you guys know, if uh, we refer to something back that hasn't appeared on the podcast, it's because of that. <clears throat> um, want to go ahead and, and throw this in there as well. Um, I did it in the in the previous recording, but I want to go ahead and do this again, guys. Be careful out there. You do not want to get sick. You, um, do everything you need to do to be to protect yourself. Um, this is not a, a disease that you want to be getting uh, with COVID. And uh, like I said before, it's not just simply the flu, guys. It's not. So do not you do not want to catch it. You do not want to get it. Uh, make sure to protect yourselves. With that being said, today we're going to be talking to Chris Jerome and Patrick Biermeyer. Uh, hopefully I said it right this time. Oh, yeah, you're um, good. You're on the money. Today they're going to be joining us here to uh, talk about their upcoming and as of this episode release, um, ongoing Kickstarter uh, project for Discordium. We had previously talked to Chris in our episode with uh, Fallen, and he talked about uh, the issue, what issue zero of mm-hmm. um, of Discordia. Uh, so now he's, they're getting ready to go ahead and launch um, their issue one, if, if I'm correct. Well, this is actually still going to be issue zero on the Kickstarter. Um, oh, okay. There's going to be some more shorts. So we're calling it issue zero because it's a, it's a bunch of bunch of horror shorts that are fleshing out the world. The actual issue number one will come down the road in a few months and that's going to start the ongoing plot. But this is kind of like a couple different slice of life stories from our world. So that you can kind of get a feel for what type of horror we're doing. It's very, very tales from the crypt. (laughs) Yeah. As it were. Yeah. Yeah. Actually really very much. So (laughs) that was kind of an inspiration. Uh, when we talked about the the first one that you ta- you sent us over back in uh, when was that when that came out? Oh gosh, uh, was that May, April? I don't know. That yeah. was while it was on my actual like COVID stay at home lockdown. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, we saw the artwork then, and we, I think we we even um, th- talked about how uh, what's it called? Uh, how great it was and how spooky it, it gave us the, uh, you know, the spooky feeling it gave us just looking at the artwork, even if you don't read the, the, uh, the text and all, um, the artwork itself just grabs you and, and, and pulls you in. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's all thanks to Patrick. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're picking up from, you said individual stories follow, uh, just fleshing out the world of, uh, of Discordia, uh, world building, what can we expect in the in the Kickstarter? So if you've been following along or if you would like to, you can hop on Webtoon and you can actually read the three shorts that are going to be in the comic. Um, 
you lose something by doing that because it's in that vertical webtoon format. It's all cropped. You miss the layouts, and it, it's not going to be as cool. But yeah, because I actually, whenever I'm laying out the pages, I always feel bad for Chris. I'm like, oh, I don't know how he's going to put this onto webtoons as I'm like inlaying or like <laughs> elevating panels or something. I'm like, hmm, oh, oh well. Yeah, that, and it, which I mean, I love because that's the real format. The Kickstarter, you're getting the real deal. The you know, the webtoon was just supposed to be like a, a teaser for it. But um, yeah, <laughs> there's definitely been some pages where I'm like, this page is beautiful and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do to like cut this into pieces. <laughs> but no, 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 that's good. Because then that gives people a reason to actually back it, even if they've read the webtoon, because they get to see pieces of the art that I had to cut around and stuff. Um, so there's there's going to be three shorts primarily. Um, we're trying to raise $3,000 to do this print run. Um, or you can get a digital PDF, of course. But if we hit our first stretch goal at four thousand, we're going to add another short and another variant cover to go with that. So it'll be a that'll be a short that's not going to go on the webtoon. So potentially you'll have one hundred percent original content, um, assuming it goes as well as I think it will. So, well, no, definitely. I mean, this is this is a, a nice, good horror horror comic that people would definitely want to want to go ahead and follow and like you said not only that issue zero but you're also going to go ahead and continue building on it um with with more issues so people are going to want to continue following uh the story or getting into the story absolutely so we briefly talked about it last time but what can what can we expect with these these little stories that are that are have been released on webtoon now, but now are going to get together? What what can we um, expect on the actual? Uh, I guess um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and talk about all of them because we because that's something we still want to leave out, but it's also on webtoon, so I'm not sure how you want oh, to yeah. take care of this. No. Yeah, well, uh, I give a little sample of each because yeah, you could It'd be a spoiler zone. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it opens with uh, the first shorts called The Frowning Man. Um, he, <laughs> as I said on Twitter the other day that I think really bothered Patrick, he's like an evil Monopoly guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a ancient trickster god who takes the form of uh, like this 1800s turn of the century stereotypical capitalist with like the boss tweed monopoly guy look um but he has these little invisible gremlins that he uses to drive people crazy and make them kill their own families and then he bottles up your despair and sells it as a drug so he's got a he's got a little enterprise going to keep people hooked on uh liquid despair basically uh so that's the first one we get to see um mommy come home and so, you know, <laughs> that's a, that's a fun one. Um, Patrick, do you got anything you want to say about what it was like designing him or drawing that or? Yeah. I, yeah. We, we could do that a little bit. It was, it was pretty fun. It was a little bit frustrating because I really wanted him to be both like all gaunt and, uh, and lanky. Cause I think that's just a good like silhouette for horror, but it also seemed like, like, you know, since he's feeding off people's despair that like he needed to be like gross and gluttonous in a way. And that was kind of a weird like those are a little bit uh, um, in contrast, so it's kind of tough finding that uh, finding balance between those two themes. But I think you you pulled it off. He's been uh, he's been like a favorite design wise. So we we've got a couple variant covers that you can get uh, in the Kickstarter, and 
two of our artists actually wanted to do a variant cover of him um, and some guest artists that have done some pinups, like people really like his design and want to do their own spin on it. So um, I think he, he came out awesome. He seems to be like a fan favorite character mm-hmm. um, to the point where one of the next stretch goals after the adding a fourth short is going to be doing like a little enamel pin of him. Um, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So that'll be, that should be pretty cool. Uh, the next short which is the longest one. Um, that one is called Eldritch Storm. So we follow uh, a couple soldiers right after they've fled this battle. I mean, the big setup for the whole world is that there was a big world war on this continent of Odessa that we're on. Uh, this fascist state has taken over almost everything. And then um, shit hits the fan. There's always been monsters in the world. That's part of the reason that they rose to prominence was this, you know, strength through unity thing against the werewolves and the vampires and all that stuff. Um, but then right at the tail end of the war, some other stuff happens. Their whole government falls apart. Reality shifts. More monsters come into the picture and, and everything falls apart. Uh, that The Eldritch Storm story takes place right after everything has fallen apart. So we, we follow a couple soldiers that have just fled a battle. Um, they're looking for safe haven somewhere. And uh, this country bumpkin rolls up in his old pickup truck and uh, offers them a place to stay. Uh, it doesn't go very well for them, of course, because then it wouldn't be an interesting horror short. And um, of course, some of the, the tears in reality uh, in the form of these really nasty storms show up and uh, the family gets um, a little acid rain issue for their crops and whatnot. So (laughs) to leave it as vague as possible, um, that one is might be my favorite. I don't know. It had some, it, when you, when you travel into the future and you listen to our tales from the crypt review, you'll see uh, (laughs) Patrick and I's episode that we ran the uh, show on, um, four-sided triangle i feel like there's a couple connections there with the the way that the farmers behave <laughs> yes that is pretty similar character is pretty similar yeah but i digress yeah uh, <laughs> uh then the third short as of right now is called the plague bearers so that one is not on webtoon as of this recording it will be by the time you listen to it we're launching that the same day that the kickstarter launches so that everybody that's subscribed to the webtoon gets that little alert and at the bottom, it'll be like, hey, give us money. Um, <laughs> that one is a battle during the war between the uh, the fascists, which is called the Concord, and the rebels. And, you know, they're normal World War One, World War Two trench warfare going on. And then, of course, an alien invasion happens with the, the plague bearers, who are like these... Um, interstellar jellyfish <laughs> um they're they're pretty cool they they do some pretty nasty things and of course they show up um and totally wreck both sides so that's that's the three shorts that we've got for the moment um as we get deeper into the campaign i'll talk about the fourth short which we've already got written we've got some good plans for that'll be a fun one that'll actually set up the the true plot threads for issue one and the overarching story going forward. So that's uh, gives people a good reason to throw some money on it and try to get us up to that goal. Yeah. That'll be like kind of the, the preface almost for issue one. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, 
issue one. So the the main plot that we're following, just to give some light spoilers going forward, so people know that yes, this is going to be kind of a cool thought out story. <laughs> um, so the the lands that were controlled by the Concord have fallen into ruin. There's Lovecraftian monsters everywhere, plus all your normal werewolves, vampires, all the stuff that was already there before. Um, that's now called Discordia. That's where the name comes from because they were called the Concord and now they're the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. One country survived. They're like this pseudo steampunk London thing called Alventi. And uh, we follow some characters there. There's an organization called the Scarlet Fraternity that is trying to weaponize the plague that the plague bearers brought from space. It's got like, it's like this zombie making mustard gas stuff. And they, cause they want to use that to bring order back to the world and control everybody. And there's one person that's immune to it and they've fled into Discordia. So we're going to follow this team to use the word loosely. That's trying to track her down. So they're going to be very uh, dark characters. There are protagonists, but they're not good people. Um, and that's kind of where the, that's where the story is going to go forward as they go through this odyssey of um, traveling around this, horrific post-apocalyptic hellscape <laughs> so. <laughs> what uh what influences can you tell us the went into this uh this project well um patrick i'm gonna let you run with this one first just go first um i actually did for the first story so we did frowning man first which is one of the first stories that i did color for on a comic so I went through and I started watching a lot of the Guillermo del Toro movies and because I remember them very vividly all having a very like unique color palette. And as I was like trying to think about doing color for this book and I wanted it to be a horror, but I also wanted it to be really moody. And I really love the way that del Toro uses color to affect mood. And so that was a big, that ended up being a big part of the process for me. Um, each story has had sort of different inspiration um the last one for well for eldritch storm is very lovecraft which was really fun to do to get to do these like very epic scenes where you can start in very close and then pull back really wide and imply like a much much bigger world was cool um yeah, the, but there's also some oh sorry go ahead the uh what's it called eldritch storm part four yeah the very last um panel that i see here you're like oh crap <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that 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 image is going to be very become like this very iconic scene. When Patrick sent me that page, I was like, "Oh, damn! That this is going to be like one of those things where people are like, if you could sum up your series in one panel, I'm going to just show them that and be like, well, if you're into this, you're going to like what we're doing.' Yeah. Well, it made it onto the cover. Spoilers. I don't know. If you have to see that <laughs> yeah. Yet, if you see the cover, it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I don't know. Other than that, I'm a big horror nerd. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I love, I love all that kind of stuff. I like to think that the best stuff is an influence on me, um, so, <laughs> but some of the campy said, stuff too. With that being said, there's a, there's a question that I'd like to, to ask uh, anybody that comes into the crypt here is, uh, what is your history with the, with horror, the horror genre? How did you, uh, just get into it? Oh, and Chris, I you want to go this, first here? Yeah, I actually yeah, answered it. this one before on uh, the Fallen episode. So, yeah. oh, okay. I'm going to pass the torch back to I you again. Go? Um, I think that my relationship with horror has been pretty, or with horror has been pretty uh, long-standing. I remember 
like <laughs> as a kid, like trying to convince my parents to let me watch scary movies or even like, you know, not even scary movies, but just like violent, like sci-fi movies or whatever. <laughs> I really, you know, got a got a thing for kind of that that goofy, um, like practical effects, body horror, and just over the top, like gore and stuff. It's so I don't know, <laughs> just bathed in it, you know. Um, yeah, I was like eight or nine or something, and trying to watch the Alien movies like secretly <laughs> behind my parents' back. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Big one, big fan of Alien. John Carpenter's The Thing. Kind of cut my teeth on that sort of stuff. Oh, man. Um, I didn't have cable growing up. So the ways that I saw horror movies were like the cut up versions on TV. Oh, yeah. Um, but even then, like, you still get a good a good uh, feel for what the movie is. Some movies, not so much as others, because they had to, yeah. like, really edit it down. But um, and sometimes it was in Spanish too because I was uh, I grew up uh, down in the tip of Texas where you get some of the Mexican channels coming into your to your antenna. Very cool. Which, uh, for those of you who don't, don't remember, you still have to get TV through antenna. <laughs> yeah, before plugging it. <laughs> yeah, before the digital. I um, do remember uh, that. I, I'm not quite that young <laughs> that I don't remember rabbit ears. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so some some of these channels uh, played a. Uh, horror movies uh, all the time. And um, so I would watch them in Spanish. So sometimes I'll remember a movie, uh, but I've never seen it in English. And then later on in life, I nice. watched it in English. That's uh, cool. So yeah, uh, it, that's re- the reason why I, I love horror, especially um, also we, uh, these old um, Lucha Libre um, versus monster movies. So I don't know if you've oh. seen those before, but we're, we're, we're wanting to do some, some more of those here for the episode, for the podcast. Although I can only imagine it's like that episode of the strain where they do the, like the history of the, of the guy who is the luchador. Yep. Yep. Well, that's, <laughs> and it's like black and white. I, cause I think del yeah. Toro has got a soft spot for those. Um, I, I, I always that, makes yeah. me think of Hellboy in Mexico when he yeah, yeah, fights that, vampires yeah. with the luchadors. That's like such yep. a cool storyline. <laughs> I've never seen the strain. Um, but, uh, my Forest. original co-host had always told me that we need to get, get onto that one and possibly review it. So, this is uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he told yeah. us that the first the first couple of seasons were or were good, and then the last was the last two seasons were not as great. It, yeah. it, it uh, jumps the shark and pushes the big red button literally, and it's yeah. You know, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's first funny. episode is great, and then there's a pretty steep downhill. L- last time um, Patrick and I got together in person to. F- plan out the kickstarter i actually went on a rant about how the strain like went off the rails for like 20 minutes and derailed our entire like kickstarter planning so (laughs) that's true that did happen (laughs) so your story um draws from the lovecraftian mythos um what was sort of the decision or or line between um dealing with the mythos and taking old those stories and then making it your own well, um, I've always been a big fan of Lovecraft, um, obviously not as a person, but uh, the ideas he had as a writer. We can practice um, a little death of the author here. That's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, because he's been dead long enough, I feel like yeah. I, I can get away with it. Um, I like, I've, I've, I've been a big Cthulhu fan. Um, I mean, that was my probably... I mean, I wouldn't say the earliest exposure I had to horror in the written form. I mean, I I read Goosebumps and stuff, of course. I mean, who didn't? But uh, (laughs) um, that had a big impact on me as a writer. I mean, even in my my fantasy world, 
there's kind of these Lovecraftian influences behind the scenes of these beings that have been locked out of time. I mean, World of Warcraft did it. I, Lovecraftian influence pops up almost everywhere anymore. You have this ancient alien deity thing that has been sealed away, older than man, and they pop back up. You know, it, it's kind of become a trope. It's getting overused a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, I, though. So good. It, it, but it is when done well. So. I kind of wanted Discordia when I came up with the concept of this idea. I wanted to make a horror secondary world. I wanted to kind of like lean on my fantasy background and world build at a level that you would expect in a fantasy world, not necessarily in a horror story. That's why it has its own setting instead of being set in Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to, like, similar to Bloodborne or something, kind of play with all of the tropes. So we've got all your classic monsters, but we have the Lovecraftian monsters too. Um, none of them are specifically from Lovecraft. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of like Hellboy. You you can see the DNA there. You know that it's inspired by, but Cthulhu himself isn't going to pop out of the ocean and wipe people out. I mean, that's not the kind of... I wanted to go for the feel and some of the aesthetic. Um, I definitely liked that cosmic nihilism of nothing matters because we're literally ants to these guys, but I didn't want to straight up have Lovecraft's monsters like walk on stage, so to speak. So they're definitely have influences from it. Um, there's, there's also, there's a pretty like rich tradition of um, other creators working in love Lovecraft's universe, even like even at the time when he was writing, like there are uh, Robert E. Howard stories um that are set in the mythos as well as a bunch of those other like pulp novelists and stuff so yeah, from what i understand he was very uh forgiving to, to and 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 allowing other people to take off with his with his work yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. encouraged it really he had a he had like a little club of people that they just would name drop each other's characters and um, yeah 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 he did a um there was like three stories that he went back and forth with Robert, um, Robert block that wrote, um, psycho, oh, really? uh, where they, and they showed up in each other's stories. Yeah. It was, um, the shambler from the stars, the haunter of the dark, and then the thing from the steeple. So Lovecraft wrote the, the middle story there. Um, and he, they each like the main character of each story is like a riff on the other writer. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course they, you know, get their, essence sucked out by some space vampire monster or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. um, so he, I mean, he was totally down to have people play in his sandbox and, and I, and I do think that that's, that's pretty cool. And, um, like I said, he, in his writing, he had lots of cool ideas that you can definitely play with. I mean, I'm at some point there's going to be human fish hybrids that pop up, you know, I mean, deep ones are cool creature from the black lagoon, you know, I mean, he, he did some cool stuff that I want to, if we do a little more shape of water, Chris, wouldn't that be nice (laughs) (laughs) coming from the, uh, the guy who came up with the breastfeeding scene in, in, okay. (laughs) So in, in the last podcast, we talked about this project on, uh, we got into debate on which one of us is more messed up me for writing it or him for drawing it and the tiebreaker the host on uh, imaginary ramblings matt was just like okay well who came up with the breastfeeding scene and i was like oh <laughs> that was patrick that's so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay but after watching these tales from the crypt episodes that we'll be reviewing later uh you know i just don't even feel bad about it <laughs> not even registering on tales from the crypt level yeah that's true or is the reader worse because we want to read it 
I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Yes, you are. You are all much worse. So no, please throw money. It's, at us. That's true because I mean, if if we were to see your the dark um, drawings, and then I'm like, you know what? This is my stuff. So I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> no. Yep. Which we're all little, said for that. Yeah. We're all a little messed up. We just need to figure out a way to to hide it or something. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just celebrated here. Which right. uh, in in a more of an existential tangent, there is this. Um, I think it's a book that came out and says how how each one of us is different to each person that we know. How we uh, every single person sees us as a different person than who we really are, and you how how um, we as how we see ourselves is different from what everyone else uh, sees us. So technically, there's a, literally thousands of different versions of ourselves um, in different people's minds. I actually I like really it. like that. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, sorry about derailing there. <laughs> no, again, I oh, like no, it. No, now you're giving me something to like think about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be unpacking that one for a while. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like us. Uh, so what, there being multiple copies of everyone. I guess there's only one copy, <laughs> yeah, but it's as far as you know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, the multiverse and all, you know. Um, yeah. Well, uh, what else can you tell us about the Kickstarter? Um, what kind of rewards? I know you've talked a little bit about about it, but what kind of rewards can people expect on the Kickstarter? Yeah, absolutely. So by the time you're listening to this, it will, um, <laughs> knock on wood, hopefully have launched. <laughs> there was a minor delay on my part because I was more worried about everyone else getting their work done and not myself. So anyhow, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to uh, fall on the sword for that one. But anyway, it will definitely be out by the time you listen to this. Um, so we've got a couple different levels for, for five bucks, you can just get a digital PDF. I mean, why would you do that when you can read it for free on Webtoon? Well, hopefully, A, you're going to get that other short because we'll just smash through these stretch goals. But um, B, you get to see all the layouts like we talked about that you totally miss in the, the Webtoon format. Um, we're going to have the physical copy starts at 10 bucks. And that's for the, the standard cover that Patrick drew. And then we've got three variants at the moment. Um, Christian Dabari did one that is based on the Eldritch Storm storyline. So we've got uh, the the spoiler monster on the f- cover of that one. Um, and then Stan Yak and Vlad um, Legostev oh, did. God, uh, yeah, last yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel, I feel horrible butchering somebody's name and I, I do it so frequently. Um, just how it goes. I do it all the time. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, they, they both did the frowning man um, and their art styles are totally different. So there's two different per, um, interpretations of that character. Um, those all three variant covers are 15 bucks. Um, or you can do a, a level for 45 where you get all the variants of the standard cover. So you'll get all the covers, including the stretch goal cover. Um, every physical level comes with a poster. That's going to be the map of Odessa. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on the web or on the website, but we have a really, really awesome map that got done. Um, yes, I saw that. Yeah. Rolaris maps did this map for us. I had that commission. So that it's, yeah, super cool. Like way cooler than any map that I have for any of my fantasy stuff. I was like just blown away by the level of detail we were able to get in that thing. So you'll get a little mini poster of that um, in the frowning man pin if we hit that stretch goal. So that'll be at all the physical levels. If you spend 75 bucks, you get an original page. So one of the original penciled pages that Patrick did 
Pretty fancy. Yeah. It's always the- cool to have. Uh, just oh, um, absolutely. It it looks so. Um, I don't know how to say it. I know it's it's not the colored version of it yet, but it looks so cool just to have it's just the penciled version. Yeah, and it's something with with cons being shut down right now for COVID. Um, I, it's kind of a cool way to get a physical souvenir of the comic that normally uh, Patrick sells those at like Rose City or Yukon or something is where you can buy the pages, and this is your chance to grab one uh, from quarantine. Uh, and then the top level. Um, you actually will get drawn into issue one when that launches in a couple months and you will die a horrific death <laughs> in the comic, <laughs> not in real life. Uh, I hope uh, I can't guarantee that that's a, according to my lawyer, I can't make promises that you won't die a horrific death, but you will die a horrific death on the page <laughs> in Discordia issue one. So, um, that's all the, that's all the rewards we have at the moment. Um, got it. You know, have a depending on pins how as a stretch go, goal too. Yeah, so Frowning Man pin will be a stretch goal. That'll come with all the physical rewards. And then uh, the last, at least for now, stretch goal I have planned, if we double our funding goal, this is like the crazy, probably not going to reach it goal. Um, We're going to do like a a little mini comic that is like a guidebook to the world. It'll have concept art and drawings and stuff of different monsters. It'll talk about different cultures. It'll be like a Pokedex of horror, if you will. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, or like a like a little D and D guidebook. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone listening has been following uh, DC's The Last God, which is like a dark fantasy horror series that they're doing right now. Um, but they released like a world book that lets you play their setting in fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, nice. Um, this will be like that. It's not going to have any stat blocks or anything. I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that sophisticated with my Dungeons and Dragons knowledge, but it'll it'll give you that level of information so that you could theoretically, if you were like a super good DM, I don't know, use the R setting. So that's the that's the mega super secret uh, double probationary stretch goal. Be fun. That'd be fun. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else you wouldn't want to add um, about this uh, project? Um, well, I want to make sure that I give credit to our third creator. So obviously I'm the writer. Patrick does all the art, the pencils and the color. And then, uh, Tobin Rassico is our, um, again, hopefully I'm saying his name right, is our letterer. Um, and I think I just want to want to give him a shout out because he does some awesome work, uh, coming up with fonts, developing our logo, and then actually lettering the pages. And I, I think, uh, when people talk about comics, they really forget to like credit everybody. And it is such a collaborative art form. Like this would not be what it is without all three of us busting our ass. And I probably do the least amount of work. So <laughs> I want to make sure he gets the, he gets the shout out for that. Too. Yeah. Tova's was great. Awesome. Uh, David, any other questions or, any, or comments? Yeah, I was just kind of wondering, um, what was your favorite part about this process and working together to to see this to fruition? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, all right, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you run with that first, so that let, I can formulate my first. answer. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think it was it was just a really fun format. Um, and I hate to tie back into the tales from the crypt again, but that's sort of what we were thinking when we started is like to do um 
a handful of different shorts so we could just go totally gonzo with it um, we don't have to like deal with these characters being reoccurring we can just kind of set the mood and like talk about the themes and stuff or, <laughs> or preface the themes um, and that was a really fun way to get to do a lot of different things within the horror genre um, yeah and I think, so we did, um, I, I think I talked about it when I was on the show last time, but uh, we did a, um, we did a Kickstarter last year that was successful for Tarnished, which was a graphic novel in my fantasy world. And our process was, has really evolved since then. So with Tarnished, my scripting was very much like, hey, I think this page should have six panels. This is what each panel should be. Um, I was a little more... Um, I don't know if I want to say strict or whatever, but I kind of had more of an idea of like, this is how I want it to go because this is part of my pre-established world. But with Discordia, I really wanted us to be like a collaborative team, like a Stanley Jack Kirby thing going on where it's like, here's the script. I don't have any panel requirements. Um, I want, I wanted Patrick to totally come with the layouts. He kicks me back changes on the script he comes up with the monster designs. Like it's, it's truly collaborative to the point where I, I can look at it and say, we created this together. It's not just like, Hey, I hired you to draw this thing that I wrote. Like we're very much co-creators on this project. And I think that because of that, it's been a lot more fulfilling. And I, I mean, I think you can see it's, it's a lot better because of that too. Cause then it's, you know, two guys ideas and see, you know, two heads are better than one. So we're, um, I don't know. I think we were able to kind of go to the next level, so to speak, because we were really playing off each other's strengths. I mean, it helps that we're, we're friends in real life and live, you know, 20 minutes from each other so we can actually like meet up in person and hang out when we need to. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I think, I think you can feel that when you see it, that we're very much working as a team. Like I'll script it, he'll draw it and then I'll go back and kind of re-script it to go with the layouts and kind of maybe re-move where some of the dialogue goes to kind of fit. And the process flows back and forth. And I think uh, because of that, it, it makes for a cooler reading experience. At least I, I hope so anyway. All right, guys. Yeah, I want to go ahead and... <laughs> <laughs> I want to go ahead and thank you guys for for joining us. So I'm going to go ahead and make sure to put the in, the links in the description of the of the um, podcast so that um, you guys can go ahead and reach out reach out um, to them in, in social media, but also to go ahead and back the project. Uh, so you'll be able to go ahead directly there. Uh, one thing I did forget, and I'll probably have to record this in the beginning. Uh, starting with these episodes, we are officially moved over to the spoiler verse um, and a part of the spoiler verse network. So we want to go ahead and thank John Horsley, who has been a, um, a guest on this podcast tw- twice already um, to, for allowing us to, to join a network full of great, great um, podcasts and great content that, that you, you can view there at spoilerverse.com. So oh, go awesome. ahead. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so, he's, uh, uh, he's actually having us on his podcast tomorrow. Oh, nice, nice. That's cool. cool. Small world. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> uh, so, what are you guys going to be on uh, Spoiler Country? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. 
yeah so um we want to go ahead and like i said thanks thanks to to them for for allowing us to to be able to host our our podcast with them and um we'll we'll see what else we can come up with to um as part of that network to uh continue growing the podcast and so forth so i want to go ahead and thank chris and, and patrick for joining us here on the nerds from the crypt uh, thank you, David, for 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 waking up so early, guys. Because I know you guys are on the on the Pacific Coast, so um, <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a lot a little bit later for me here. But you know, uh, so thank you very much for for joining us so early. Yeah, in the day. thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to be back. Well, we'll leave it there, and we'll we'll talk to you guys next time here on Nerd from the Crypt. Your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.